to Behind the Fiction, the book lovers podcast, where we deliver interviews, insights, and ideas to passionate book lovers who want to stay in the stories they love. I'm Alexa Lyberg, and this is episode 29 for October 29th, 2019. Today's guest is Jace Mitchell, and we are talking about a new universe and a new story in the universe, Paranormal University First Semester. In this interview, Jace tells us a little bit about his main characters, how he came up with this idea, and what it's like to write in tandem with another author who isn't your co-author, but you have to stay aligned with so that all the stories match and go together. This is a really interesting interview. So, like I say every week in every episode, subscribe to both our YouTube channel and our podcast so that you don't miss a thing. Now, let's get to the show. Jace Mitchell, what is the Unveiled Academy universe? Okay, so, hi, Steve. Thanks for uh, having me on. Um, Amy and I started talking with Michael about uh, maybe last March about doing this series. And between the three of us, we came with this idea of what if every kind of mythological being or anything that had been worshipped or even like where fans get really big into it. So if you think about uh, Michael Myers, where people have shirts and stuff and they dress up with his uh, mask on before mm -hmm. the new movie comes out and things. In another universe, these things pop into existence. So anywhere from Zeus down to uh, Chucky from Child's Play, they pop into existence in this other universe. And there's something that's called the veil that separates our world from them. And inside uh, the Unveiled Academy novels, this veil's starting to tear. And there are accidents where, you know, like in Boston, leprechauns will fall through the veil and then they're running around trying to get drunk and things like that. But then there are uh, much worse creatures out there than uh, drunk leprechauns, uh, vampires, ghosts. Um, even some of the Greek gods uh, were pretty violent. So Earth quickly realized they have a problem and hence the academy. So they're, they're trying to train young people to fight these uh, mythological beings. Does that okay. answer it? It, it? it does. It does sort of. And I, I want to get into a little bit more about this. It's, for LMBPN, this is sort of business as usual. And sort of something that's completely different because we're releasing two books in the same universe to, to launch the universe on the same day. Yours is one of them, and that is titled Paranormal University First Semester. And mm -hmm. that yep. is that in Boston? Is that because I know there's one yes. on each coast? Yes. So uh, Amy was going to start hers in Australia because that's where she's from. But, uh, and Amy is, of course, Amy Hopkins. So, uh, Amy Hopkins, right. Yes. Um, but we just decided, uh, since most of our uh, audience is American, we do them both. So one university is on the West Coast, and then my university is on the East Coast. And the schools are happening at the exact same time. So I know in uh, other, like Orisarium, these uh, different series will take place years after. Well, Amy's book is happening at the same time as mine is. Um, so the kids are actually, or young adults are going up through college 
and they're being trained through different methods because the, the government's the government's not sure how to stop this, right? This is a brand new problem. So they're testing out different theories on how to stop it using these two different colleges. Okay. All right. So that make any more sense? That that now it's now it's making more sense. And it, it also helps to resolve a problem that we had with some of the early Aura Saren books where we had two series that were kind of in lockstep, but not really in lockstep. And the timing uh, threw some readers off because there might be something that happened in book one in one series happened in book three of another series. And that's, yeah, that was yeah. troubling. I'll have to, I, I messaged Damien. I was like, Hey, for our third book, are we doing a summer semester or not? So we're like keeping it <laughs> directly in lockstep. Um, so so yeah, you, you uh, guys are, you're not fun, writing together. You're planning together. And, and Michael is involved, yeah. and Michael is a co-author on, on both of these series, but they are unique standalone yeah. projects in the same universe. Yeah, I mean, we work with Michael. Um, Michael's really good at, uh, you know, crafting scenes, um, the way he turns phrases. So we'll send things over there to him like that. He really helped us build the universe. We bounce problems off of him all the time. Um, and he's really good. If you have a problem with any kind of writing, like uh, getting yourself into a corner, you send it to Michael and he just figures it out like that. Um, but yeah, we have to plan a lot, Amy and I, um, because as you get into the writing process, your mind kind of takes over and we both go down different kind of rabbit holes. And then we have to make sure that these rules that we've created are uh, the same for each so that the fans don't get confused. Uh, interesting, interesting. So let, let's talk a little bit about your series specifically. Who are the who are the main characters? What's happening in in the first semester? Uh, so, without going into too much detail, not oh come on, come these, on, just give it away. <laughs> not everyone can see these mythological creatures, um, and it's explained pretty early in the book who can, who can't. My main character, her name's Claire. And a leprechaun tried to steal her purse. She's a lower, kind of upper lower class background, so she doesn't have a lot of money. A leprechaun tried to steal her purse. She was able to chase him down, and they she could see the she could see him. We call him a we call him Mithers, so she could see the Mither. Uh, his name's Frank. They quickly became best friends. Now the FBI is uh, pretty in tune of which kind of teenagers can see these creatures, so. They come to her, they offer her a spot in the college. There she meets a kind of a smart ass named Jack um, and then a really, really intelligent girl named Marissa. So those are kind of the four main characters. You've got Frank, the leprechaun, Claire, who's our star, Jack, who's some comic relief, and Marissa, who's uh, more introverted, but highly intelligent. Um, and then each book, the way that I build it on my side, there's a different bad guy. So this bad guy here, um, I'll give that away. It's going to be vampires. Uh -huh. uh, but then the, they're the ones that are crossing over in Boston. Second book will be something else. Third book. And then you slowly build up to the bigger and bigger bad guys until there's a face-off to figure out what's happening. And is there a plan for the, these two series to intersect at some time? Or, or do they just remain as standalone series? No, they, um, they intersect from time to time already. Um, my college is FBI sanctioned. Amy's is not yet. It's privately created, um, which is a little weird to say. You might not understand, but <laughs> they're trying to get an FBI sanctioned. But some of her uh, characters do interact with mine. Um, 
in her book. Mine, I haven't written hers into mine yet, though. Okay. The so, plan is, I think, in the end, to have to fight the big bad sort of together. Um, but we haven't gotten that far yet. All right. I like I like that. The the, <laughs> the big the big conclusion. So LMBPN yeah. readers uh, may know you already from your Hand of Justice series. This is completely mm-hmm. different than that. Yeah, completely different. So why um, why did you why did you veer in in such a different direction with this series? I'm. I enjoy reading fantasy, um, but I've never really written it before. I enjoy trying to uh, trying it out. Um, but speaking candidly, you know the sort of the jokes and the humor in that wasn't my type of humor. When I was talking to Michael about it, he was like, "Yeah, just write yourself." Now the humor in this book is much more my type of humor. Uh, I enjoy the urban fantasy more. I enjoy the magic aspects. I enjoy the horror aspects that come in that you can bring into it. Um, and, you know, Amy really wrote a lot of her character into, uh, of herself and her main character. And I think I did mm-hmm. too. Um, just kind of my background, Claire's background. So it just felt like this was more, uh, I mean, I enjoyed it more. Well, let, let's talk about your background. Um, writing is not something that you have done for your entire career. You you came out of something else. So uh, mm-hmm. you want to share a little bit of that with, with listeners and viewers? Yeah, sure. So I went to college. I got a degree that didn't really matter, uh, political science. <laughs> I, did, uh, <laughs> I did something called Teach for America uh, uh-huh. for three years. They and take, what, uh, what, is, what does that mean, Teach for America? Uh, so it's a program nationally they take a uh, top college graduates and i'm not trying to brag just <laughs> this is what it is like 10 percent of duke's graduating class applies every year and they put you in the lowest income schools you can imagine so i uh-huh. taught in an area called bankhead in atlanta for three years okay um really low income uh really tough uh place to make strides um but really rewarding too uh, after that, I decided I wanted to switch to business. I didn't think teaching was a career I wanted to do. So I got my master's in business. Um, uh-huh. And the whole way I'm writing doing this. So it's just long hours, writing, working, going to get my master's. Came out of that, got into insurance uh, for a few years, decided I couldn't uh, make PowerPoints my whole life, <laughs> which is basically all I was doing, uh-huh. executives, and then uh, started writing. And here I am. So at some point you decided that, that you wanted writing to be the career rather than PowerPoint creation yeah. or teaching. I think I knew that at about when I started. I remember my first short story. I was just, it clicked. Like, this is me. This is what I was put here to do. Um, uh-huh. And nothing since has ever clicked like that. So I, I knew at a pretty young age, 18, 19 years old, that that's what I wanted to do. And how, how was emotionally, what was it like to say, okay, I'm going to give up this career because it, you know, the insurance thing was kind of a career and mm-hmm. you're, you're just, you're making a big change from something that's fairly certain to something that is completely uncertain other than the track record that you already had as an author. So I'm guessing that, that from a financial standpoint, you didn't really have a clue what was coming. Yeah, you know me pretty well, Steve. So uh, <laughs> I would say terrified, uh, abject terror. Uh-huh. Um, had a pretty good salary, uh, benefits, all of that. Um, yeah, so I mean, it's scary. Uh, but, you know, when you're scared, you only have two choices. You can 
hide or just work harder. So I just busted my ass um, and tried not to focus on the fear. And, you know, I think any kind of entrepreneur, which is basically what we're doing, mm-hmm. is going to have fear when they start out. But um, you either have to have freedom or security. And if you have freedom, you're going to have some fear there too. Yeah. I, I remember when I started my first business going from a pretty good salary and my, my thought process was I'm going to go from here to zero because mm-hmm. I didn't really expect to make any money for a year or so. But what I was, what I was giving up was just like a better car or, you know, being able to go to better restaurants and things like that. And what I was trading it for was essentially uh, my dream and unlimited opportunity. It's, it's when you think of it that way, and it sounds like that's the way you thought of it, it's kind of a no-brainer. Yeah, I just kind of looked at my life and was like, what do I want my legacy to be? PowerPoints? Like, <laughs> I don't care about any of these insurance programs we're creating. Um, so, yeah, you know, it's, uh, I like my life a lot more now than I did then. Um, I enjoy it a lot more. I have freedom to do whatever I want. I get to write stories. Um, it would be very hard for me to go back to any kind of corporate position. So what's the publication schedule for the series so that readers can get a sense of when they can expect the next books? Yeah. So we're hoping to get them out every 30 days. Um, so we're going to, we are publishing uh, the first book on, what is the date today? The 24th. So it'll be the 25th, October 25th, Friday. Um, both Amy and I will pu- drop the first books and we're going to try to publish each book on the same day. So we hope to get the next, uh, book out uh, around 30 days after that. Um, we'll, we'll have a pre-order up so you guys will be able to see it. Um, that should be coming up. Uh, well, I've got to get Steve some things, but within a, a week or so, that should be coming up. And then the book, the next book after that, another 30 days. So we're trying to do a monthly release schedule on these. Great, great. So I mean, this is exciting. I'm, I'm excited to see how things go for you in, in a paranormal world. And I'm excited to, to read this book. I'm excited to read Amy's book. And I'm excited to talk to Amy. Amy is in Australia. It would have been great if we could have done these interviews together. But her schedule is completely different. So with Amy, we're going to just try and uh, catch her when we can and record. So there will be another show with Amy, and, and we'll talk about the series from her perspective as well. Uh, Jace Mitchell, her thank accent, you. Her, her accent is much better than mine as well. I well, you, accent, your, your accent is not what it should be for a guy that lived in Atlanta for a while. I have to say <laughs> that. <laughs> uh, true, true. <laughs> Thank you very much for being here, Jason. Best of luck with the series. Thanks a lot, Steve.